Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. It is... <laughs> God damn it. You probably should have checked first, I guess. <laughs> I know Friday 13th is coming up. That's true, so it's... I'm gonna say... Oh, it's the 10th, I think. May 10th? There you go. Tuesday... Tuesday, May 10th. Yeah, okay. And the upcoming schedule is Friday the 13th mm, of May. Easiest to remember. Through Thursday the 19th of May. Which is lame to us. Although the 20th is the Star Wars Day thingy, or the whatever, anniversary of Star Wars coming out or whatever. Oh, is that when Lee's going to be down in California? I guess so. So we're definitely not getting him next week, that's for sure. No, I tried to get him today, but he's got a new convertible car. Which is hilarious. I'm not going to, you know, some people would say midlife crisis. I'm not one of those people. (laughs) But like, it's a sweet car and I was a little surprised. Like, I, I guess I wouldn't have thought... I don't want to say I wouldn't have thought he'd be into something like that, because, like, who wouldn't, I guess? If so, if you were like, here's a cool convertible car, I think most people would be like, oh, okay, cool. But I I don't know. I'm so used to him in, like, a minivan or a not a convertible car that I'm just like, wow, like, this is, like, coolly. And he's not here to defend himself, but <laughs> it was a total 11th hour thing where he was in a car accident, not his fault. Yeah, don't gloss over that part of it. Everyone was fine, but that meant insurance and this and that. The old car was wrecked, and I think it was just like, hey, do you want this one? And he was like, okay. And I know he didn't pass it by Cheryl, his wife, first. There it is. So he drove home in that. I have seen a picture on the internet of her sitting in the car with a smile, so it didn't lead to disaster. She approved. But so I joked with him. I said, if you happen to be tooling around auto today in your car with your top down, come on by the Mayfair for a podcast. But he's actually at home signing checks and doing boring businessman stuff but well getting ready for his trip also probably that too yeah it's either the next weekend or the weekend after i know he thought he got to pick up all his swag there Mm -hmm. but they mailed it to him oh because there was all this stuff you could only get if you were going yeah and so i got a 20th anniversary attack of the clones baseball shirt wow that's gonna make me feel old now jeez and it's a really cool clone trooper helmet with that now retro attack of the clones font yeah and i really like baseball shirts with the black sleeves <laughs> the raglan the type raglan? Shirt. Yeah, yeah yeah it's a weird word but it and actually so, sounds like a star wars character raglan yeah. i don't know why it's called raglan did mr or mrs raglan invent the I, shirt i don't really know but what's weird is i just ordered a raptors jacket i mean that's not that weird but it's just one of those satin kind of nice i think it's like a shoot around jacket you know like if i was a real baller like an actual ball player but they called that raglan as well and i was like but it's normal sleeves. Like, I don't... I thought Raglan was, like, the three-quarter yeah. sleeves. So I don't actually... Maybe that's just baseball and nothing to do with Raglan. So what the hell does Raglan mean? I don't even know. <laughs> and we don't have the internet. Or we do, but we're too lazy to... I don't want to interrupt the flow of a conversation to look no. on the internet. We prefer the Rancor to the Raglan, but, like, <laughs> yeah. they're both great. So he's off there, and he's going to be our canary in the cage to Mm -hmm. see if he makes it to and from california without getting covid because a couple stories i've heard recently luckily everyone's fine but christy our old manager who shows up every (laughs) six months to do a shift she in her grown-up job she got to go to london england and i was like why don't you guys just zoom this and she was like i don't know but they went to london england and if i got the story right her co-worker on the trip there got it And because they were a good person and doing due diligence, spent five days sitting in a hotel room in London instead of doing work or doing cool stuff. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine flying all the way to Florida and then getting there and being like, "Uh uh-oh, I caught it on the plane. I feel like flying to the UK is worse than if you flew to Florida price-wise, I'm assuming, because everything's expensive there. And if you were forced to stay longer in a hotel in the UK, that's an expensive 
not even mistake because nobody knows and that's the other thing like it's like in theory you would have caught the COVID two weeks prior and it just gestated or whatever and then I don't know how that works exactly. Yeah, like, and they won't let you back on the plane. Yeah. So you just got to stay there. So in theory, that person had it in them on the way there. Right. But you wouldn't know, and that wouldn't test. Anyway, the whole thing is like, <laughs> that's got to suck because it was already, it was bad for us when it happened to us and we were trapped here. But you go to the UK and then you're trapped there. So you're just thinking of all the stuff you're close to but can't do. Or if you go to visit your friend in Hollywood <laughs> and get there, you've got it. Yeah. You're not even staying in a hotel. You're staying at their house. At that point, they might push me into a hotel, but then I don't know. How does that like? It's so complicated. Work? Yeah, and I was telling him too that supposedly, well, what I had heard was like, you're not impervious to catching it again after you catch it, but you're less likely to for a couple months or a couple weeks or whatever. There's various timelines. Timelines, I should say timelines. It's like <laughs> what you drink when you're stuck inside with COVID. Yesterday, my wife was telling me like she looked up, she was seeing various things. One of them said, and there's no way this is true, but one of them said, you're impervious to catching it for 10 months Whoa. after you catch it. And I was like almost a full year. And I've just... <laughs> I do not believe that for, you know, one minute, but... But even if that was true, there's 12 different strains, Exactly, right? true. So you can get one of the other 11. That's what I'm always concerned about. And she's she's going out to Toronto tomorrow, I guess. So I'll have a bachelor five days. Party. Or, yeah, <laughs> can't really do anything, but yeah. And so, like, yeah, so she tested yesterday just to do it, and obviously it was fine. But, of course, she tested after booking the non-refundable ticket. Seemed like maybe that was out of order there, <laughs> but luckily it was still fine. So. so she's flying? No, she's taking the train, actually. Okay, that's interesting. It's fun. I don't know, the train to Toronto is fun. The train to anywhere is kind of fun, actually. But Yeah, I wish we lived in a world where the train was a little bit cheaper. Like mm -hmm. Because sometimes you look at a train ticket, and it's like... Oh, it's $4 more to fly. And <laughs> oh, God. It used to be the bus versus train thing back, and yeah. now it's the plane versus train. Because train used to, I think, be normal human's mode of transportation. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if it's because it's used slightly less, so they have to charge more. Yeah, that could be. Well, it ended up being, so round trip from Ottawa to Toronto, it was 250 bucks. And every once in a while, if you're in the right place at the right time, mm -hmm. it'll be like, $40 round trip, but you got to be yeah. fast. They got like four of those. Even 97 bucks, I think, is the best normally you can do. That's like the escape fare, no refund, don't even bother trying to do it after the fact kind of thing. You know, so I think that's the, that's, I don't know what the absolute cheapest is, but I think it's like, I don't know, you're at this point. Well, she said her dad checked the day before and it was 400 but I don't think, I don't know. I suspect he was looking at various other things. And I'm like, that's $150 difference in a day. Eh. And I think planes are still cheap like i'm curious if lee's plane ticket is significantly less than the last time he went to a convention in the before times yeah because my brother flew home right before everything's such a blur when did he fly home <laughs> december 2020 and his ticket from vancouver was like nothing hmm. was crazy cheap and probably no one on the flight yeah and because that was right in the heat of things but yeah we're kind of bouncing back but not especially now in ottawa like it feels like summer i'm not wearing my jacket for the first time yeah. it, like two three days straight where before i'd still be thinking it was about to snow any second yeah so. i would have been wearing my raptors jacket but it's in the mail so <laughs> that'll be fun your world my, champion my raglan i didn't even bother i thought that was too depressing to get a world champion 2019 <laughs> jacket i'm like okay i'm already clinging to the past as it is so we should chat about as eric walked in and gasped because our beloved popcorn machine is sitting in our lobby, barely fits. Yeah, the hardest working member of the Mayfair staff, some would say. Yeah, and the poor old girl <laughs> just died 
three or four different ways and it gets to the point where it's really do think us having this machine is like having a 1937 chevy where you can keep fixing it yeah and then it's also interesting it's all this supply chain covid stuff and it would be more interesting if i was an outside observer now it's just stressful and a lot of work you can't get replacement parts or once upon a time you'd be like my popcorn machine broke and they would send you a new one. There'd just be one in a warehouse in Mississauga. It would come overnight. Now, they're six to eight months out, a year out. They don't exist. I imagine if you work in the restaurant industry or I think about a hospital with the technology they have, if something breaks, like just machines are at a premium right now. So it just took us forever to track down a machine. We couldn't get parts to replace the old one. And so we found a new machine. It's brand new like new was only used for display purposes i had to pull like the plastic wrap off of the metal like so that's how new it was there's a dent in the side of it which i think means saved us a few thousand dollars i was gonna say not by us no 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 (laughs) it's like we already broke it and you'll notice our tried and true patrons that it's smaller but it's a bit wider the other direction and a little bit deeper and the kettle looks a little different but we tested it out with the same amount of popcorn and salt and mm-hmm. it pops the same amount so that should all work out fine it does bring up the interesting point that have we been using two little kernels forever like mm. we could have been using a double size scoop in our old bigger machine yeah. i don't know that's awkward well that's a story to never think about again i guess yeah with the real question which you've already answered to me but not our viewing listeners at home does it taste the same yes oh poor lee was terrified because <laughs> he had this thought that because this has been popping popcorn for decades and you hear this when people talk about their frying pans for eggs or whatever that it would have what's the term oh yeah yeah because it's like cast iron pans people say that too like the oh geez where's my wife when i knew yeah but so whatever that term is yeah i have been told by separate professional chef type people that that is an urban legend Hmm. and is not true and so our fresh out of the package popcorn machine we used the same canola oil and the same brand of cinema salt and kernels. And that's it. So that's our magic trick. Mm. And it tastes 100% exactly the same. Man. So if we had changed to, I have heard that other theaters use coconut oil yeah. or use a different brand of salt. That's all it is. It's really kind of three ingredients. Mm-hmm. But as long as we stick to that, it's 100% the same. That's the good news for everybody. Yeah, and that, well, it was a big deal. Like, I don't know how long we went without corn, but I mean, I was stressed out just thinking about that for the rest of you, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and especially, like, I was planning to bring popcorn for my mom, who's like the biggest, well, I don't know about the biggest fan. I mean, there's a lot of fans of the popcorn, but she is a huge fan. And so she's tried many other things, and like, it's never, she can't get corn tasting the same, clearly. And so I had a bag for her, and then just because of catching COVID and be like, you know, my wife wasn't feeling well, it got delayed by two weekends. And then so I gave up the bag that I was going to bring to my oh, no. mom to my <laughs> wife to take to work because I was, th- you know, I was like, oh, I'll get her a newer bag. And then the next day you were like, oh, we don't have popcorn at all. Then as luck would have it, I don't know when this popcorn thing got resolved, but I still don't know what happened. But I found the bag in the back of our car that she was going to take in but didn't. So like the original bag for my mom. And I found this like two days before we were going to see my mom. And I was like, oh, my God, I've got this bag for it. So it was like this huge 
miracle and and i was like there's it's the only bag in the city which may have been a lie now that i know we got a new machine but (laughs) so you sold it to your mom for 75 dollars. well i might as well have i just like it was one of those easy come easy go things and she would never complain in a million years but the fact that i was able to bring it for mother's day like that was pretty cool so i'm glad that worked out and it's you know it's an old joke with cinemas that we're not really profiting off of showing you movies yeah we're profiting off of selling you popcorn and i get so mad when people get pissy about that because i'm like You realize how a business works, right? Every single business you go into is not selling you their product at cost because they have to pay electricity and they have employees Mm. and they got to pay rent and they got to buy supplies. Yeah, if that bag of popcorn costs us 10 cents, but you're seeing a movie that costs $30 million. So it kind of averages out a little bit. Yeah, I try to put that out there on Twitter, especially because it's just it's an age old even, you know, when we were kids, like it's always been the thing like, oh, sneak in candy. Oh, you get gouged at the snack bar, blah, blah, blah. You know, and it's just it's been become an age old thing. And I get that most people don't realize why that's the case. But it's just the fact is you're barely making money off movies, if at all. And it's it's like no one's trying to gouge you. They're just trying to keep the doors open. And then oh, yeah. if you, you don't buy snacks, then it's like theaters closed. And you're just like, oh, well, that was a shame. If only there's something we could have done. <laughs> well, it's like your favorite Ma and Pa coffee shop. A cup of coffee and a bagel cost, what, a nickel? Yeah, probably. <laughs> you know? Yeah, the coffee is like pennies, probably. But they have overhead. They have employees. Truckers have to bring that stuff to them. Mm. And then they have, every once in a while, a coffee machine breaks. Or they got a, a chair breaks. They got to get a new chair. All this stuff. So anytime people complain about that, I'm like, you realize how businesses work, right? <laughs> like, Not really, though. That's like, the thing. Yeah. They, they don't. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, no, no one's going to act like they've never snuck in something to a movie. But at the same time, it's like, there's a reason. And, and I get that it's a lot of places are much worse than here. Like, we yeah. don't gouge here. It's still reasonable prices. So it's it's a little bit better. But plus, like, I feel like people want to help here more than the average theater. Yeah, the independent business and the lower middle class person, it is statistically factual, are more supportive of each other. Mm-hmm. So... During these lockdown times that we're not quite out of yet, people supported House of Targ and people support Black Squirrel Books and people supported us and are more likely to go and get a Susie Q donut than a Tim Hortons donut, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. You know, we all get stuff from the man every once in a while. You can't help it. Like, you cannot live a 100% perfect, never support an evil person life. It's Mm -hmm. just impossible because there's a new Kids in the Hall series coming out next week. And I want to watch Kids in the Hall, but it's on Amazon. Yeah. Well, I have a specific contact solution that is the only kind I can use, and you can only get it on Amazon. Oh, wow. Only. It's an import from the States, I guess. And, like, my optometrist is telling me, and I'm like, I don't love Amazon. My wife hates Amazon. I'm just, I don't know. I don't love them either. But anyways, it's just one of those things where I I asked the optometrist, like, is there anywhere else I can go? And there really wasn't. And even that, it, it was still... I think like 60 bucks, 70 bucks, because you got to get a 12 bottle pack at a time. But you're just, you're stuck. Like, that's all you can do. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, I've got to do it, you know? You just weigh it out because then you go to a farmer's market or you go to the independent bookstore or you support an artist or you buy a t shirt from an independent band. Like, you can kind of counter it mm-hmm. because it's just hard. Every once in a while, you buy something at Walmart or don't tell anybody, but I'm going to the multiplex tomorrow to see Doctor Strange. Oh, I should go too. My wife will be gone so I can sneak out and I'll, oh. ru- I'll ruin your experience too. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to go and put on hazmat suits. Yeah. And because a friend of mine went on opening night, I think, 
which is bonkers. And he said, I think he went out in Canada, and he said maybe 20% of the audience had a mask on. Hmm. So I'm curious what those numbers will be like in a more central downtown location. Yeah. We'll keep our masks on for the thing, but... Yeah, God, if Rito's still at a theater, it'd be a, just a goddamn <laughs> shit show, I think. Like, you know, I don't normally curse on the podcast, but that's yeah. what it would be, so... Yeah. I'm doing that tomorrow, but it doesn't mean I don't love independent business, but I've just been not looking at the internet. I swear, so I... Speaking of another owned by a crazy person, but every morning I do Mayfair tweets of just like, here's our three or four movies we're screening today. And on to my right-hand side, there's a banner on Twitter that has horrible news and trolls and political stuff. And it catches your eye that it has, like, Doctor Strange. And so I'm basically, like, not looking at that while trying to type in the Mayfair news. (laughs) And I've made it. So I've got 24 more hours to avoid spoiler land. Because especially with those kind of movies, there's some people, some horrible, horrible people, the first thing they do is go to Facebook and Twitter and just go... Spoiler, 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 spoiler. I don't get it. Yeah, and at least with this one, it's sort of funny because with the multiverse, it's like, are there spoilers? Because you could just be like, oh, sure, this person appeared or this person died, but that was a different universe. So that's not a spoiler. You're like, well, I don't know. I don't think that's how it works. But I do think you're smart not going on the Tuesday because I feel like... I'm kind of at the point now where I'm just like, Cheap Night is great, but not being there jammed with a bunch of boorish morons. Not to stereotype her, <laughs> yeah. but you know, it seems to happen. Anytime I've gone on a Tuesday, it's, there's a lot of people there who don't really care about being quiet. Yeah, the most crowded I've been to, which hasn't been for years, is those preview nights when you win a free pass yeah, or yeah. you get a free pass. <laughs> They're overflowing packed, and it's people who possibly don't care about the movie, don't care about the cinema experience but they like free yeah i found those were the roughest especially when it's something cool like i remember seeing it like that and shazam which i really liked and it's a packed house and it's not necessarily shazam fans it's just people who like free yeah i got turned away for bride of chucky because it was already full and i was like you're telling me that there's three more chucky fans more of a fan than me that are in there right now let me answer some trivia questions yes and they probably did do trivia questions but i wouldn't know because they didn't let me in uh i won a prize pack at Grindhouse. Oh, wow. And it was right before a new Edgar Wright movie was about to come out. What's the math on that? Maybe Hot Fuzz was going to come out? Probably, yeah, because that was like 2006. So It could be way off on that. The words came out of the guy's mouth, and he said, this director a couple years ago did the zombie movie, and I put up my hand, and I just said, Edgar Wright, and he was shocked that I got it. And I won a little prize pack with like a t-shirt and a baseball cap and some CDs. That's how mm, long ago this was. Nice. But I knew it before he finished the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> well, you pulled that up. Usually I just like, I don't know. I don't want to get involved. And I like, get, well, I'm getting up on stage now. Like that's yeah. usually like, I'll know the answer, but I'm just like, ah, do, do I really want to do this right now? Like, do I care enough? And I always tell myself, I'm like, well, someone else is as big a fan is going to enjoy that more yeah, than I yeah. would have. Okay. So let's chat about the movies starting screening here on Friday, May 13th. Friday the 13th. We'll save that one for last. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm just saying the date. I, oh, yeah, we don't know. There couldn't be a movie about Who that. knows what could be coming in this paragraph? I'm, I'm surprised. So we have a movie, very funny title because it sounds like a Clyde Barker movie. Operation Mincemeat. Oh, yeah. I remember hearing about this and it's never what I think it is. I really think it sounds like some kind of Books of Blood short story, but it is a truth, stranger than fiction, World War II story. 
just a good old fashioned British tale with Colin Firth in it and Jason Isaacs. Oh, you know, now you had me at Colin Firth. If you'd started with that, and it's something about some weird plot they have about placing a dead body with fake stuff on them <sighs> that will trick the enemy into thinking some plan is happening. Okay, so it's not cannibalism related at all. It sounds like it's essentially the '80s comedy where they take the dead body and have wacky misadventures with them. What, Weekend at Bernie's? Weekend at Bernie's. This, by the way, this is the second podcast in a row that we've mentioned Weekend at Bernie's. That's oh, a bit yeah. creepy, but anyway. It sounds like World War II Weekend at Bernie's. That's what this movie is. See, that's what you should open with. Yeah. Next week, we'll be showing <laughs> the uh, Weekend at Bernie's World War II style with Colin Firth and possible cannibalism. The one critique I read, which was really good, said it, it's a really good World War II thriller and even will appeal to people who don't like World War II thrillers. Hmm. So that sounds kind of cool. So with some comedy? I think it's, and it no just comedy. seems like a good, like, it's so funny. I was talking recently about movies not to watch with your mom, <laughs> and, you know, and it sounds like this is a movie you could watch with everybody. Okay. Like the Monuments Men, if it had been better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then we have a Canadian film called Run, Woman, Run. It looks really good. It's a comedy about a woman who is going through a bit of a crisis and kind of is starting to say, let herself go and is lazy and eating donuts all day. And then her kids try to influence her to turn her life around by doing something. So she, she enters a marathon. Okay. And it just looks like a really cool, lighthearted, inspirational tale. And what we always like to screen, it's a Canadian indigenous comedy. So that's kind of oh, cool. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That changes it. It made me think of Run Fat Boy Run with Simon Pegg. Run Lola Run. Which is, that's the first <laughs> thing it made me think of also. But I'm just like, got that Simon Pegg brain going on right now. We could do a Run Run film festival these could all run ronnie run that was another one yeah. david cross so then another canadian film we're knocking it out of the park <laughs> with canadian films recently so this one's called stanleyville and it's science fiction but kind of science fiction light i always say science fiction light because if it doesn't have spaceships or monsters or multiverses in it but it's set in the near future the funny thing is the tagline says in the not too distant future which is the opening lyric from Mystery Science Theater. Oh, right. You would know. <laughs> in the not-too-distant future. <laughs> That'll always be in your head. The Hollywood pitch was that it's Squid Game survivor-type tale of people on a game show. They get assignments and they have to do survivor-type things. It's a dark Canadian comedy huh. about a survivor-type thing. And it looks like that it all takes place inside like a building. And it's a Fantasia alum, which is Man. always good. So it's is it life or death type stuff? Like Squid Gamey? I think so. In the trailer, it looks like there's some, definitely goes to some dark places. Okay, okay. Yeah, and right in its little Hollywood synopsis pitch, there were like a, a Squid Game <laughs> or Survivor type. They nailed it with that one. I'm, it's <laughs> so funny because Squid Game is the go-to term for that now. <laughs> but in my youth, it was Battle Royale. Right, for sure. That was the one that so many times they'd be like, a Battle Royale type or Battle Royale meets. Or when Hunger Games came out, if you compared it to Battle Royale, Hunger Games fans got mad at you. And you're like, well, what? It's the same thing. There's literally a Battle Royale poster behind your head right now, too, I know, which is yeah. kind of hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So that's two Canadian films. Then we have Vortex, the latest from Gaspar No. Oh, geez. This is probably uh, not for the faint of heart, I would guess. No, but usually Gaspar's films are... X-rated, yeah. uh, seizure-inducing. <laughs> yeah, just horrific feeling. So this one, the story behind this one is, I think in real life, Gasper almost died. I'm oh. not sure how. I think he had a heart attack or something like that. Damn. So on the heels of that, 
because he's a highbrow artist, he was contemplating life and death and all that kind of stuff. And so this is just a much more simple tale than he normally does of an old couple. I think it's a heavy story, kind of akin to his type of movies, but it's gimmick as well is it's shot with two cameras Hmm. and the two cameras sometimes might go apart if the two characters go to do different things. Interesting. And then when they come together, the two become a a split screen. All right. So it kind of has this weird gimmick to it of it follows these two characters during their elderly times. Kind of reminds me of Time Code, but with two instead of four. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's an Ottawa premiere this week. And then the next week we have another Gaspar Noe movie. What? Which is more like the good old days of Gaspar Noe. Oh, no. God. That the trailer has like a, a, a seizure, seizure warning, warning on it, <laughs> Of course it does. Yeah, so, that last one was a, a climax, I think it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was that was a lot. Yeah, yeah. I remember the trailer for that and just sitting in the dark and being like, ah, ow, ah. It's so, oh, God, it was overwhelming. You could tell it was, I guess, good for what it was. But, yeah, his stuff is just the kind of stuff that I'm not always in the mood for, shall we say. Yeah, but he has a very rabid audience. Oh, yeah. Uh, so then finally, as we may have hinted or <laughs> straight up said, it's Friday the 13th this week. And we have Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Oh, yeah. Which the most is not. <laughs> not. The most incorrectly named movie in motion picture history. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you... Well, I don't want to spoil part five for anyone who hasn't seen that. But, you know, yeah. I mean, in some ways, maybe this was the last one. But obviously it wasn't, you know. but Wait, there was a Freddy movie, right? Freddy's Dead? Yeah, Freddy's Dead, the final Friday. They doubled up on that. First of all, he's <laughs> yeah. dead, and this is the final one. And, and he neither came, of those... Yeah, they, he came back. So, you know, there's that. So this one, it's very interesting behind the scenes of essentially a very profitable franchise, but from what I understand, Paramount was like trying to distance themselves from that kind of horror. So they said, let's do one more. We'll call it the final chapter. There we go. And then it made a ton of money, and they went, oh, okay, let's make another one. So it was this weird battle where the studio ended the franchise and said, yeah, let's call this the last one. And then it made $40 million off of a $2 million budget or whatever it was. Yeah. And they went, uh, let's try again. And it's interesting because like, Tom Savini came back for this one to do the effects, which is like the first time. I don't think he did two i know he didn't do three no this is his comeback yeah Yeah, that's what i thought and so like yeah they brought him back to put his baby to bed basically and like you know you get crispin glover and Corey feldman so it's very 80s you know you get all that good stuff and it's not one of my favorites which is not to say i don't like it like it's just you know it's not top top tier for me but like i do enjoy like i like all of them to be honest but i was reading that for some fans it's a favorite because it's the last one before things go bonkers supernatural. Yeah. And some diehards, even though Jason gets the hell beat out of him and <laughs> keeps coming back. But I guess in the ones to come, he becomes a full-blown reanimated super zombie. Which is funny because 6, the next one with Jason Jason, is my favorite one easily. Right. But, I mean, I guess I like it because of that. Like, it's ridiculous and it, he's superhuman and, like, you can see the skeleton poking out, I think. And, like, just little things like that. And the Alice Cooper songs and just it's such a fun vibe. But, yeah, I could see that for this one. It's the last time where he's actually more human. So, I mean, so to speak. He still gets horrible things done to him and he doesn't die. But I'm just curious if we make it this is a, a spoiler alert. This is a six year festival. Yeah. And this is movie four. So we have 12 movies total. Yeah. And this is the only Friday 13th this year. 
And then in the years to come, there's one year, might be the last year, where there's actually three. So that year we'll roll them out. But I wonder if we'll hit 2026 or 2027 and have a new Jason movie yet. I mean, I would hope. That's not that long away, but it's been since 2009. And then it would be awkward if we got the option of playing that one while it was in its normal release. Would we say no because we have to wait another couple of years? We'd say yes, but then we'd have to be like, but we'll show it again. Yeah. Oh, we, we could also stress that this is not part of the... Not part of the thing. festival. Yeah, <laughs> this is just a standalone effort that you can enjoy in a few years after. I just think it's cool that Crispin's in it. So we have like a, a true friend of the Mayfair in it. Yeah, and, and I, I saw a clip of him in a show, and now I can't remember the name of it, but he was in a show with Cage back in the day. It seemed like kind of... Happy days, but not at all like happy days, but oh, just wow. one of those, you know, just like, oh, young kids and there's a crotchety store owner and whatever. And yeah, the two of them are in it. And it's so funny just seeing young people that are famous, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Especially ones that still are around and working and stuff. Yeah, it's just, it was bonkers. So it was like, wow, I've never seen it. was like, yeah, as days go by or something like that, some innocuous title, but they, both of them were in it. And I was just like, oh, my God, you guys are going to turn into such great people. And what I'm happy about is we have... I think it's cool. We have the traditional Friday the 13th midnight screening. And then on Monday, we have a nine o'clock screening, Mm. which is what I'm going to come to. So if you are too lazy and old to go to a midnight movie, but are still a geek, come to the Encore show on Monday for the more reasonable nine o'clock time slot. Yeah, and it still counts. It's like an extended 13th thing. I think it's like a holiday weekend. Yeah, sure. Basically. (laughs) I mean, as I refer to it. Yeah, not everybody went to see Friday the 13th on Friday the 13th when it came out. That's true. Although it was just the anniversary of the original. I think it was like yesterday or the day before. It was... Yeah, which means it came out on the 9th. It's something like that. Back yeah. in the day. Yeah, and so it's a totally, totally a separate thing on that. You know? I love, everybody always drudges up Siskel's reviews of horror movies whenever there's an anniversary of Halloween, <laughs> Friday the 13th. Of course. He did not like these horror movies. And not only like... Something respectable and neutral and journalistic. Like, I did not like this film. I found it too gory. Uh, I give it zero stars. But just being like, the people who make this are monsters and just full on. It's insane. I think they liked Halloween, or at least Ebert liked Halloween, I'm pretty sure. Ebert liked more cool stuff, I think. Yeah, and I think they they can respect ones that are not... It seemed like be the blood that set them off most of the time. Like, you could do like a stock and slash carpenter style, and that's okay. But if it was like visible blood you know texas chainsaw 2 or something like that you know they wouldn't yeah. like that imagine if they had made it till now with <laughs> oh god whatever we got going i always think that you look at what is tame now that was like terrifying before and i was like wow what the hell's a horror movie gonna be like in another 20 years well it's funny you said it because that's the debate happening with dr strange too now don't tell me don't tell it's me it's not like nothing spoilery but just because it's pg-13 oh right and so there were a lot of people that because it's sam raimi and i guess it's like there are horror elements people were like this should have been restricted i can't oh, believe yeah. it but everyone's saying like you clearly didn't grow up in the 80s when yeah. we had gremlins and all that you know you can name like 100 movies that had scary moments but weren't you know scarring people were mad about that with drag me to hell and sam raimi was like this is the movie i wanted to make nobody censored me Mm -hmm. and then they saw the movie and it's jump scares and monsters and goo and throw up and they don't realize what makes an r that you can still fill it with all kinds of horror stuff and i'll never forget never ever forget being in a multiplex to see drag me to hell and this sounds crazy but there was some like teenage strong guy sitting in front of me and bragging oh this movie's not even rated r like you couldn't have written it better and then the movie he sat there terrified and jumping in his seat and cowering and good on his 
bro friends were like making fun of him and being like, ah, who's scared now? You know? <laughs> so yeah, just cause it's not R doesn't mean it can't be scary. And that goes back to like twilight zone episodes and all kinds of stuff. So yeah, just because it's not R doesn't mean it can't be a good horror movie. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see your thoughts on it. I'm sure oh, it's exactly so what excited. we're all expecting that, you know, there's going to be some spooky scenes, but they're not going to scar kids for life. I, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> I don't know. No, I think it'll be a good, I like that kind of kid friendly ish horror Mm -hmm. you know like that is a good foot in the door that will lead you to being a a good horror nerd as an adult yeah like temple of doom you know every every kid needs his own temple of doom (laughs) his or her temple of doom i should say okay so we should wrap things up because i think you got to get back to work true true this is my lunch (laughs) delicious yeah very filling (laughs) so thanks for listening everybody you can find more information about the mayfair at mayfairtheater.ca and we are on twitter instagram and facebook advanced tickets are available at events.com and you can join us for more awesome movies soon. And stay tuned to the internet for updates on all of that. And we'll see you again soon at the Mayfair. Bye. Bye. Oh, I asked Lee if we could get that movie that I was in. And he said there's no Canadian distribution. So nobody in Canada gets to enjoy it. Take that, Canada. But for once, I don't have to feel bad watching it at home. Three times before, you have felt the terror known the madness lived the horror but this is the one you've been screaming for Friday the 13th the final chapter Jason is back he moves like a shadow dark and silent He never utters a word. He doesn't even seem to breathe. Where the hell's the corkscrew? He simply, mindlessly, mercilessly kills. But now, Jason's reign of terror is over. Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Friday, April 13th is Jason's unlucky day.